There's a lot more risk than people see and they get into it and they think, oh, wow, I can make this much money. I can charge this much and blah, blah, blah. And it's not that. You, you have to know what you're doing. You have to know the risk. I feel like I don't know if we're at its peak or we're getting there, but I feel like the restoration industry has just skyrocketed. Really like to stay on top of that and bring what's happening in the marketplace just to keep everybody aware. And also with law, right? You don't want to get in trouble. Like I always say a bad breakup <laughs> feels like you're laying down on the floor and your ex <laughs> is just like jumping on your heart, like just over and over and over and over. <laughs> right? When I started SRC, that was, you know, it was back, you know, we started sales training back in like 2011. Also very intimate feeling where you really get to get to know all of the other vendors, all the other contractors and roofers and public adjusters that attend. And I have to tell you that when I went, that's exactly how I felt. I started here in the Dallas market and I thought, okay, well, this is obviously the target market. There's a lot of roofers here. Why is it that you're like no pitching, you're against it, like you don't you don't want that to happen? What's up, advocates, and welcome back to another episode of the Claims Game Podcast. Very special guest today, but before I get into that, uh, make sure that you follow us. Make sure that you listen to this podcast. Wherever you listen to this podcast, whether it be on YouTube or Google Podcasts or iTunes or Spotify, we'd love for you to give us a review, uh, leave a comment in any of those platforms so that we could, you know, have a better podcast showing, you know. You know how that goes. Uh, also, make sure you go on our website. You can follow us on social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And go on our website so you can see everything that we've got going on. It's commercialclaimsadvocate.com. You can see where we have our, our live video courses. We're going to have this book for sale. If you put your email address in our website, you are going to get a 35-page ebook on everything you need to know to really kick off your public adjusting career. And also, we have our meetups throughout the country. And just some really great stuff. Go on the website, commercialclaimsadvocate.com. Today, we have a very special guest. We have April Hall. April Hall is the president, the CEO, the head honcho of the SRC Summit. It's a storm consultants um, contractor summit. Really amazing um, conference. I personally love it. I've been, I went last year, a really great event. It's coming up now in January. Uh, we have the dates here listed below. If you want to go ahead and get out to that summit, trust me, if you're a public adjuster or you're a storm contractor, you need to go to this place. Really intimate sit setting, really amazing speech and just an all-around extremely well-done conference. So uh, we're going to be talking about all of that on this episode and how you could also go and you could check out, uh, you could go ahead and meet April uh, personally. Very successful woman, uh, a woman who's just, you know, really been able to make something in herself in a very male-dominated industry, and she's just been able to really put together an amazing conference. So I hope you enjoy this podcast, Claims Game Podcast, with my good friend April Hall. Enjoy. Welcome to the Claims Game Podcast with Vince Perry. Get all the tips you need from insurance claim advocates and professionals and grow your public adjusting career to the next level. And now the commercial claims advocate, Vince Perry. All right, we are here. Another episode of the Claims Game Podcast. Hi, April. Hi, Vince. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? It's so great to be on here today. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, no, of course, of course. I'm super excited to have you on because I have been a follower of you for a very long time now. I had the opportunity to meet you uh, last year at the SRC Summit. I'm so happy that you even agreed to do the podcast. So thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. 
Well, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, we've got April Hall here uh, on our podcast. And April Hall is the president of uh, Storm Consultants, LLC. For those of you that don't know, she puts on an incredible conference every single year that I have yet to hear a negative thing about. I swear. Uh, everybody told me, you have to go to the SRC Summit. You have to go to the SRC Summit. That's the ones you have to go to. Very intimate feeling. A lot of people, but also even with the amount of people that are there, also very intimate feeling where you really get to get to know all of the other vendors, all the other contractors and roofers and public adjusters that attend. And I have to tell you that when I went, that's exactly how I felt. Well, awesome. It was a really that great feeling. Great. <laughs> it was just like, not only, of course, the event was, was, was phenomenally put on, uh, but like I said, it's that intimate feeling that, that you got at the conference that I don't usually get at other conferences when you're just sort of all around everywhere. You don't really get to meet everyone. I almost felt like I met everybody there and there was a lot of people there. So, you know, kudos to you for putting a conference or I don't know how you're able to do that, but it has <laughs> a, had a really nice intimate feeling that I thought separates your conference from the other ones. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it really brings in like-minded people from all over the United States, lots of business owners. Um, and of course, you know, roofers, public adjusters, you know, industry vendors, things like that. So I don't have it to where we have hundreds of vendors and in, in things like that. I make it very limited because even though there's a lot of people there, I do like that intimate feeling. And I give, you know, plenty of networking opportunities so people have more than one chance to say hi to somebody, right? So you can establish those relationships and, and, and network. And how are you able to pull that off? Is that something that you do that's like different or is it just, is that also a part of your personality? Like we put, we put uh, like, I would say mini conferences on. And one thing that I, the, the reaction I always get from ours is the vibe, right? The vibe is always yeah. just really good energy, great positive energy. Everybody's having a good time. And what most people say, well, is like it has a lot to do with you who are putting on the show. You're, because yeah. you exude that, it's sort of just like, it, it, it's contagious to everybody else. Is that something like, is that? Yeah, I, I think that, that it's like that, you know, it just brings in, I guess the way it's marketed, the way, um, you know, the brand that I put behind it is like-minded people, you know, want to come together and it's a very professional brand conference and it's people who are really, uh, it doesn't matter how long they've been in the business or, or really what their role is in the business. It's people who really want to set themselves apart. And, you know, even if they know a lot of information, you know, I've got you know, contractors that attend, been in business for 20 plus years, they still have that open mindset. Like, you know what, maybe I haven't learned everything, right? And with laws, different things like that, there's always something that's changing. I've been in the industry for a very long time with technology. Everything's always changing. So I really like to stay on top of that and bring what's happening in the marketplace just to keep everybody aware. And also with law, right? You don't want to get in trouble. So it's, um, you know, it's a different type of setting. You know, the majority are mostly like the owners and our general managers, who are coming together for this event. What is, what is the goal of the event ultimately? Is it education? Is it networking? Is it, is there one thing that's more above all else uh, compared to everything else? You know, it's learning, networking, bringing people together, um, like-minded and fun, right? You know, the top two things when I pull contractors and attendees from the events afterwards, there, it doesn't matter like how long they've been in the business, but the top two things that I hear is one is like the speaking, right? The speakers that I put on stage, um, they give excellent content. And I'm very, very big on this is like, I don't allow any pitching from stage. I just don't. You can go to any other conference. You're going to pay a lot of money, go there. And it's a pitch fest, right? That's something that I don't allow, right? I bring people in who can give excellent value 
And it's something that attendees can take back and implement right away. So it's a high ROI event. You know, you're not going to get somebody up there saying, hey, I'm a sales trainer and I'm going to give you my five tips. But, you know, for the next 10 ones in my system, hey, run to the back of the room. It's only going to cost you 10000 We don't do stuff like that. And there's a lot of value. There's a lot of great information, not fluff, but stuff that you can take back. You can implement right away. So I'm huge on value, right? So it doesn't matter how long you've been in business. You're going to grab things. And it's just not one or two nuggets. You're going to grab a ton of stuff that you can take back and use right away from the speakers. But not only that, you're going to learn from the attendees. People go there. The second thing is to network. You meet people from all over the United States. So I ended up seeing contractors who learn from other contractors, right? And then putting them in front of the vendors, they now have that like one-on-one touch with the vendors. And I've been doing this for a very long time. So I, I really believe that SRC is a very trusted name in the industry. So really anybody that I bring in, uh, you know, especially as a vendor, you know, I do vet them. There are people in the past that I just yeah, I didn't get a good vibe or had bad things in it. I'm sorry, you can't sponsor, you know, I'm not, I'm not the type of person to take money <laughs> from somebody just to have a sponsor. I want to make sure that they're actually doing their customers a service, right? And doing good for them because I want to put people together and I really love hearing from attendees. I love their success story. So that's one of the top reasons why I do this. Well, and I think you said it. I think that's the reason for the intimate feeling. I think um, you're 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 vetting everybody. You're not just taking the money so that you could have the sponsor to pay for the event. You're going to make sure that it's yeah. somebody that you get a good vibe from, that they you know give off good energy, they have a good service that they're providing, and they don't uh, bring any baggage. I guess I think that's probably why you get that intimate feeling. Where instead of having just thousands and thousands of people, <laughs> yeah. better to have hundreds of people and yeah. it be all good people because good people just sort of attract to one another. And that's just what sure. I felt at the event as well true i agree you you mentioned pitching i think that's really funny because (laughs) i have been what's one of the things that we're contemplating with with our stuff like Mm -hmm. i'm like okay with it and not okay with it i'm a little bit mixed let's talk about this a little bit right (laughs) okay i think when it's a pitch fest uh, yes. Is there a product that is being sold on stage? Sure. But is it a product that's going to provide value to the audience? Probably mm-hmm. as well. So why is it that you're like no pitching, you're against it, like you don't you don't want that to happen? Uh, and I only want to know as somebody who's considering possibly putting on a conference as well, whether yeah. to allow it, whether or not to allow it and so on and so forth. I'd love to know your opinion as to why you don't you're not totally for it. Well, I think that when you give enough value to people, they're automatically going to be drawn to you. They'll want to work with you, right? If you're given enough value and you're put on stage, obviously I'm put somebody on there that has trusted name that I believe is going to do well. They're going to go up to their booth. They're going to reach out to them afterwards. They're going to see where they are and they say, Hey, I really enjoyed your presentation. You know what? Hey, I need some help in this area. Do you think I, do you think you can help me? Whether it's a service, whether it's a product, whatever, you don't have to do that with this crowd. A lot of people think they have to go up on stage and it's a hard close up. Yeah. If you're one and done, if you're looking you know, to the future, you got to give a lot of value. You got to give a lot of things of to help people. When you want to help people, you know, it just it's not here. It's like way out here, right? <laughs> the end goal. So I, I'm just really big on the value. You know, I don't care if somebody says, "Hey, look, um, come see me in my booth at the back." I really, I have a show special for you today. But I, it's just the hard pitch and stuff. I nobody wants to pay. You know, whether it's five hundred dollars for a ticket or fifteen hundred dollars for a ticket, they don't want to go there and be pitched. Because if you look at it from the outside perspective, you're attending, you don't want to go to a conference to be pitched, right? 
you want to have like that open relationship or open dialogue where you can go up and be like, Hey, I can go to walk up to a booth and not feel like I have to like buy before I leave. Right. I gotcha. I gotcha. And I'm totally with that. I totally agree with it. I mean, I think that's good. It's something that I've been contemplating as to whether to allow it, whether to not allow it, uh, because I see the value in it, but I could see how it could be annoying. I could yeah. see how you're, you're getting all this value in a wonderful presentation. And then all of a sudden they're just like, all right, so here's our stack and here's what we could, here's what you could purchase. And if you go to the back of the room right now to today only this value only today, if you buy right now, you're going to get this, this and that. And then everybody's there just like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Exactly. You know, we, we do breakout sessions though. And then like, there's some companies it's like, they want to share some value, but also they have a product, right? I don't care if they're like, Hey, this is my show product. Thank you for being here. Um, if you got enough value out and you want to, you want to be with our, <laughs> this is our show discount. You know, it's, I mean, they're, you're there to sell your products. You're there to meet people. You're there to establish relationships. It's just the pitch stuff. We don't want to do like the hardcore, like I'm going to close you on the stage or one and done. That's all. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm glad that you mentioned that. Um, and as far as speakers are concerned, uh, what are some of the speakers that you've had in the past? And what are some of the speakers that you're going to have at this one, at this uh, SRC in January? Yeah. So um, I'm really excited about this one. I really wanted to do something completely different this year. I'm always about innovation and creating value and changing, you know, what you see at other industry events. Um, when I started SRC, that was, you know, it was back, you know, we started sales training back in like 2011 and 2013. I was talking to my business partner. I was like, you know what? There is not a conference for the storm restoration industry. And I talk with contractors all the time and there are so many needs that need to be filled. And so really um, I created the industry's first insurance restoration conference. And that was back in 2013. Um, it was the IRC then I did that with my business partner. And then I rebranded it back in 2019 to SRC summit. And really what it does is it really helps, you know, with the needs of the industry. So um, we focus on some of those hot button topics, but uh, you know, there's been other ones that have popped up and, you know, I'm friends with everybody in the industry and you kind of see the same thing as a lot of the same speakers going from conference to conference. Well, if you look at it from an attendee perspective, it's like, oh, is it the same conference, right? <laughs> so this year, I'm really focusing on speakers that you're not going to see at any other conference and really speakers that nobody else can get. Um, I want to focus on really navigating what's been happening. Um, you know, with 2020, it's changed our complete future, right? We do things differently now. We're going to address those issues. You know, there are supply, you know, demands or, you know, we're not getting as many supplies in the construction industry, along with everything else, um, you know, staffing shortages, just things that are kind of out of our control. I mean, we look at 2020, we could not coerce, right? What are we doing to change? So I have some top, really great, amazing speakers. Um, you mentioned earlier before we got on this, Ryan Stuman, um, you know, he's, he's big into social and, you know, he's going to be talking about really the changes in the industry over the next couple of years. You're, you're used to knocking doors. Well, that's going to change. Um, are you familiar like with the new meta that's going on, like metaverse? Of course. I know everybody needs to start paying attention to that. You see all the different commercials and stuff going on for that now. Um. <laughs> Actually, everybody wants me to, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm just coming over a cold. Everybody asked me, uh, I used to have a tennis academy called mm -hmm. the Miami Elite Tennis Academy. And Meta was our acronym, and we would talk about Meta uh -huh. all the time. And everybody's just like, "You need to sue Facebook and let them know that they took your Meta." I'm like, "That doesn't work." That <laughs> it's funny. 
Oh, oh yeah. We're talking about the metaverse, knocking doors in the metaverse, how things are going to change. You know, um, 2020 was a different year. Like we had to pivot. I do events for a living. I was shut down for over six months, but I knew my contractors. I knew they wanted to be in person. So even this past year, you know, when everybody else moved their conference, I was like, I'm not moving mine. I'm not doing it. And so we had people like I had, I lost some corporate sponsors that could not be there. They're always there every single year. They couldn't be there because they weren't allowed to be there. Right. But I said, you know what? That's fine. You were the first conference I went to after COVID. I mean, that was, it was the first conference that I went to and it was, it was, it was a little weird, not the conference, but going Mm -hmm. and we were at a, it was like a weird time, right? I mean, well, well, yeah, that was like early this year and everybody's still like getting around. It was, it was, it was uh, interesting, but ultimately it worked and it worked out great. Yeah. People were so excited to be there. They're like, Oh my gosh, we're in person, right? You were the only (laughs) one who had the guts to actually put the conference together and risk it and see what happened. And exactly. Everybody was just so happy to finally get out and see other people handshake and, you know, do all, do all that stuff. Yeah. And I mean, it was weird time. It was the end of January. I mean, we didn't even know who the president was. It was back and forth for that month. And then when the current one was in, we're like, well, the first order of business is you going to shut everything down again. Right. 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 (laughs) So luckily I'm in Texas, you know, the governor said he was going to shut everything down. So I just had faith and went through it and it it worked out great. And how did you get into all this? Uh, I know that you have an extensive marketing background. Uh, I know that you graduated with a bachelor of science in marketing. How did you get into restoration contracting and not just restoration contracting into actually putting on these events? Well, I know obviously you put on the event because you were one of the first to do it, uh, but how'd you get into this industry in general? Really is I have a construction background. So my family does custom built homes. Um, I grew up with that. I mean, as a little girl, I was on the job sites with my dad, um, watching the builds, um, office, you know, seeing everybody work um, on their and just being there. I mean, heck, like we used to roll out blueprints and I'd look at them with my dad and I'd read blueprints for fun, you know, and then see everything from the ground up. So um, I worked with them several years, a little bit after, during, after college, I did work with them too. And so I've built several homes. Like I know that process, um, but did in college during college uh, at the last part, I did open up my first roofing and construction company um, with my business partner. And so we did a lot of residential and then we got into commercial right away. And so um, really I've been in the industry for a very long time. <laughs> what was the transfer from new construction, new building? Cause that's what you worked with, with your dad. And I'm assuming that's yeah. sort of maybe what you did with your first company. When was the transition to restoration? Well, it was just, it was a natural progression, right? It's like I had the construction background that was like, I grew up with it, right? It, it wasn't a different industry for me. So just going into roofing, I'm like, Hey, that's only one part of the house, right? It's only one part of the, <laughs> the build. And so I met my business partner and then, you know, got into the restoration part and did the insurance and, and also retail commercial. So it went really well, um, did a lot. Then, um, kind of ended up selling the company and then getting back into building homes for a little bit. Long, long story short, just got back into the roofing industry and been there ever since. Um, Really saw in different markets that there was a huge need for a standardized training and it hadn't been created yet. So we created the industry's first insurance restoration sales training. It was more than that. It was really like, you know, from when you knock your first door to meeting the homeowner or policyholder, whether it's commercial, to collecting final payment and like every step in between them. And really, I saw that, you know, there were still even more needs in the industry with talking with contractors. So I started to scale the company and, you know, created the overhead and profit seminar. And then in 
like into 2012 and was like, you know what, we really need a conference <laughs> for the industry, right? There's so many different subjects and the industry is changing and we need to address these issues. So um, that's where the Insurance Restoration Contractor Summit was born back in 2013. So you've put on, you've had your own sales training, you had your own OMP seminar. So it seems like, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> stupid cold. Uh, it seems like you've, uh, you've always sort of, uh, I guess, tried to educate others and improve others business and be yeah. like a consultant. You also are a consultant as well. I see that as well. Um, obviously where, where do you think we are? Where do you think we are with the roofing industry, with the construction industry right now with restoration, and everything. And where do you see this going? Because I feel like, I don't know if we're at its peak or we're getting there, but I feel like the restoration industry has just skyrocketed over the last two to three years, or maybe like two to five years. Um, uh, do you think it's going to, it's something that's going to start to level out or do you think it's just going to keep, keep going up or is it going to crash? Well, I can tell you it keeps changing and innovating. Um, for as long as I've been, this is when, when I first started, you know, people were like, what? sales training, roofing, we don't need that. We're used to like, hey, ride in the car with Bob, Joe, right? For three days and now you're 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 qualified to be a roofing salesperson, right? Well, it's so much more than that, especially when you get into insurance and then different laws change. And, and then you have different apps that make things easier and better for you. I just think it's going to be constantly innovating and changing. Um, you look at different laws that are happening that makes you pivot again. So it, it's very necessary to stay on top of what's happening, go to different seminars, be educated if you want to pivot and if you want to have a long lasting career in this business. Are we going to keep having storms? Absolutely. They're not going to go away. So, so you've mentioned about three times about the future. Where do you think it's going? Where do you, where do you see it? Where is this pivot? Because uh, obviously insurance companies are going to make it more and more difficult. I know they make yeah. our lives very, very difficult. <laughs> They're yeah. changing stuff in the policy constantly. We have to shift here. We have to shift there. Uh, we have to find sort of different ways to, to find coverage in the policy and so on and so forth. Uh, but in regards to roofing, in regards to restoration contracting, where do you see this pivot going? I, again, you mentioned three times about the future. Where is, where, where, where is that... Uh, What's going to be the future sales instead of, yeah. let's say, door to door? What is it going to be? Well, yeah, we're just uh, definitely going to have to utilize social way more and get on it right now. Uh, Steven's going to be talking about metaverse, knocking doors in the metaverse, which is sounds like what I kind of compare it to like crypto, wrapping your mind around crypto to understand exactly what it is when it was new, right? So, so um, April, explain metaverse because I obviously misunderstood when I was talking about <laughs> Facebook. Explain metaverse. What do you mean by metaverse? You know what? I really can't explain it a hundred percent. You know, there's just a lot of stuff that's going to be shifting to social uh pay attention to a lot of the things that you see with the different ads right now yeah i mean there's nfts there's so many different things i am not an expert by any means that's why i bring in people on this specific thing it's so new i'm just saying pay attention to it like a lot of things are going to shift we've already we were shut down for so long to where now everybody's an expert on zoom right there's going to be a lot more of that going on in the construction industry i already see different um you know especially like the solar companies doing the in-person home, like the solar, Hey, let's you know have the, the, the roofing company show like the roofing part. And they have like an expert in solar that's coming in and they're just doing the zoom for them. So there's just going to be a lot more um, social. There's going to be a lot more like we're doing right now. Right. 
you're, you're in Florida, I'm in Texas, right? <laughs> so there's a lot, it's just going to continue. And I think there's just going to be a bigger shift to where it's more of less in-person um, sales. I mean, I've been telling, I mean, social media, I mean, you got to be crazy if you're not on social media at this point in 2021, we're coming up on 2022. Social media is so important. Everybody's on social media, not only, not only your friends, not only your mother, but your grandfather, your grandmother's on social media yeah. too. You know, everybody has Facebook, everybody has something. And there's so many different ways that we could be put in front of all of these people and let, and, and let people download our, our, our products. And mm -hmm. if you're a roofing company, guys, there should be some kind of free. It's all about free content because there's so much free content out there. Yeah. The way we've been able to do it was simply by, I just started a YouTube channel myself, commercial claims advocate of just releasing free content, free content, free content. What did that do? That established myself as an expert in the industry. So now who gets all the, uh, who gets all the referrals now? Yeah. I do because I'm yeah. the only public adjuster. One of the only, there's obviously a few of us, one of the few public adjusters that is out there giving away free content. Everybody's always afraid of giving away free content. But fact of the matter is, is there are no secrets. There's not really anything that we have that we provide myself as a public adjusting firm that any other public adjuster doesn't provide. The mm -hmm. only difference is that I'm the one who's out there telling everybody and everybody sure. becomes extremely grateful. You know, as a <laughs> consultant, as a coach, as a sales trainer, you know what you're, all you're doing in these trainings is giving away all the knowledge and information that you have gained over the years and you're giving it to others. And then what does that, uh, what does that do? Establishes you as an industry badass. <laughs> you are, and you are an industry badass. If more roofing companies start doing this, if more contractors start doing this, if more adjusters and everything else, everybody else in the industry, you'll be surprised to know that as you work on ads, because that's the other whole other thing, Google ads, Facebook ads, and all these different things. As you start to master that as well, incorporate it with the free content, you're going to get all your referrals from your fellow contractors. You're going to get all the referrals yeah. from all of the clients in the local area. If you could target them, you're going to get all the referrals that you need. So people need to really get with the program in regards yeah. to social media. I mean, social media is king. It's, it's changed everything. I agree hundred percent. I when we started doing just trainings for the industry back in 2011. It was crazy. I mean, we started here in the Dallas market and I thought, okay, well, this is obviously the target market. There's a lot of roofers here. Well, I was wrong in a good way because they started flying in from out of state about four months later. Um, and there's a, you know, there's a need, a huge need for it. Um, but it was really funny because at first for several months, you know, you bring contractors in a room and you try to get them to open up and share, you know, some, you'd ask questions um, during training over a couple, three days. And they would sit there like tight lipped, you know, like arms crossed. They didn't want to share any information because they're like, oh, that's my competition. They're sitting here. My competition is sitting there. And like everything has changed. There's been like a huge shift over the last few years to where now you do see people. They're on social. Social has been a great thing for us because now you can go into a lot of these groups and you can ask a question. And there's people there that even though they're competition, they're willing to help. And I just think that's been a great thing for our industry. And it is great to give away free information, right? Because there's always something to learn. You have to learn it over and over again to become an expert. First of all, <laughs> competition, that is like, to me, that is like a, a facade. Like, the, the, of course, yeah. there's competition, but let's face it. There's plenty of claims out there. There's plenty yeah. of roofs out there. There's plenty of commercial buildings out there. There's plenty of work out there for everybody. It only makes more sense for us to get together, come together yeah. as an industry to help each other out so that we can better serve our customer, 
we could mm. build a better business model for ourselves yeah. and we could ultimately actually get more clients if we continue to just feed off each other. That competition thing, I never understood that thing. I get it. I guess it depends on what it is, but in an industry like roofing, contracting, or just insurance claims in general, come on. There's always <laughs> going to be a storm. There's always going to be a leaky roof. There's always going to be a hailstorm, a windstorm yeah. for us, water damage inside of a home. Like these things are going to go on forever. So right. why am I going to compete with others when I can just get more knowledge and get more information from others, which is another reason why the conference is so fantastic. Yes. <laughs> yes. But it's changed for the better it is the whole point. It's changed for the better because we are now with social and things, we're able to come together and but I wanted to I wanted to touch on something else as well mm-hmm. in regards to your sales training, in regards to your in-person sales training. All you have to do, April, is set up a computer or set up a camera, record the sucker. And guess what you can do with that training now? Yeah. You can provide it online. You could sell it online. You could sell it to those people who don't, who maybe didn't have the time to attend the conference or who didn't have mm-hmm. the time to attend the, uh, the sales training. And guess what they're going to do? They're going to go online. They're going to, they're going to purchase it. We've got, you know, I've got this, we've got a public adjuster handbook. We've got our free content that we provide. We've got also, um, we've got our online course. We've got all these different things. A lot yeah. of it is different. Some of it's the same, but all it really is, is, is how do you want to, how do you want to digest your content? Some people don't mind going on a YouTube binge and watching mm-hmm. all the free contents that's there. Some people would prefer to read it, so they'll go ahead and they'll download it. Some people would prefer a training where it's all sort of laid out and they could just watch it at their own leisure. There's just so many different ways that you can do it that if we could all attack the social media and we could attack all of this online stuff correctly, we could make millions. All right. Yes. And I do agree with you. I do have like an online training portal where I have everything that's been pre-recorded. I have my seminars on there. And so it's a great opportunity to you know, even if you're at the seminar, it's a lot of times you have to hear it a couple different times so you can go back and watch it again. You know, or if you just like can't be there, well, why not just be able to purchase it online? So yeah, everything's changed for the better. We keep growing and learning and pivoting with what's happening, right? Fun fact about April Hall, she is a number one Amazon bestselling author. What was the name of the book that you, uh, that is on, it's, I'm, it's on sale on Amazon, correct? Yeah. So I'm co I have it right here. Co-authored that. You have two books. You have two books. Yes. This is one. Life-defining moments from both thought leaders. And I was able to co-author that with some great people. Um, It's funny because as I had several years ago, I had Brian Tracy as one of my keynotes um, at the, at my annual event. And he had asked me one year, he's like, Hey, do you mind if my uh, friend Kyle Wilson uh, can come to the event? I'm like, well, absolutely, Brian. Any friend of yours is a friend of mine. And so Kyle Wilson actually is, um, he, he worked directly. Well, let me see. Let me show you real quick. Um, so this is Kyle right here. Cool. So he founded Jim Rohn International. Everybody knows Jim Rohn. So he was his business partner for 18 years. And so long story, um, I just came, you know, part of his group and we decided to do like a, a book together. And so there's a few of us from our group and we, we co-authored Life Defining Moments from Bold Thought Leaders. Put it out. It's number one Amazon bestselling book. Um, what are some of the life defining moments f- uh, in the book? Is life defining moments for thought leaders? Is that what it says? For, that- for both, from bold thought leaders, yes. So, what are some uh, of the life defining moments? Well, you have to buy the book to read it. I'm just kidding. Uh, really, it's just like going through changes in life, right? Um, you know, life defining moment. I've talked about my divorce, really. You know, um, 
that was a life spanning moment, right? Why is that? Why is that always like the worst? It's the worst thing, right? Like a breakup is like, it's like the worst thing ever. And it's always, it, it seems to me like the more I talk to people, and it happened to me as well, I had a bad breakup as well. That bad breakup, divorce, or just serious breakup is really a huge turning point in a lot of people's lives. That's crazy, right? I just yeah, so when I was doing, when I started this, um, I was with my ex-husband. And so I was the majority owner. And, you know, it was just uh, really, you know, the most difficult time of my life going through this. And I was really tired of just fighting with, companies and things like that. And you're a pretty big brand. And long story short, I was just like, you know what? Have it. You can have it. Majority owner have it had like, I don't know, 18 or 20,000 Facebook followers at the time, huge brand. And I just, I was like, I can't do it anymore. Like it's not even worth it. So really what I did is I started up from scratch, you know, in a male dominated industry, changed my name, changed my business name. And I went from there. So it was, um, IRC summit insurance restoration contractor summit. And I rebranded it and really I had to take a two year break. Um, I couldn't do it. It was kind of litigation. I was just like, here you go. And I started over from scratch in 2019. And that was like a really hard decision. It's like, wow, you know, you, when you go through something like that, it really takes your confidence and stomps all over it. And I was like, <laughs> like, I always say a bad breakup feels like you're laying down on the floor and your ex is just like jumping on your heart, like just over and over and over and over. Again. Right. You know, and my little guy was just young at the time. Like now it's like a hundred percent single mom, no family here. And it's just like, my friends were my family. And I was like, all right. All right. Every day I just went to work. Um, you know, I remember going, you know, after taking a break from doing, I was doing different events, like smaller ones, but the big one is a big one, right? You know, like this one, you're, you're like six figures in before you even sell the ticket type thing. And um, I just went to the IRA flu one year by myself. And when I told my past corporate sponsors, you know, like GAF certainty and things like that, because I, I disappeared for a minute, right? <laughs> and they were like, oh, they remembered me. And I was like, hey, um, I'm back. I'm going to rebrand something. I'm going to do it bigger and better than it's ever been before. If I do this, are, are you in? And I kept hearing, yes, yes, yes. And I was like, all right, I'm doing it again. Right. But I had to take a break and it was a little, it was life defining moment. It's like, are you going to keep going on? Or are you going to let the past define you? And I said, no, I worked too hard to build a brand. And what I do is I help people succeed. And I love hearing back you know, the success, success stories from people. And I was like, I'm going to do it. And it was a huge leap of faith in, you know, to get back and then go from there. So it's like the rise of the Phoenix, right? Like you rise up from the ashes. It's, it's, yeah. it's so great. It's a great, and a great time at the time. It's all, but it always turns out to be like the best time, right? Cause it's the best learning experience. It's when you really get to self-reflect and then you realize, you know what? I'm a great person. I, don't I look to back and I was like, like how this? the heck did I do that? I'm like, that was a painful time. But ultimately it's always, it always ends up being the best decision that was ever made because you stay stuck in a rut like that and you stay stuck in the situation and you're with somebody who doesn't allow you to really, you know, to really become the person that you ultimately know that you can become. And then when you finally break free of those shackles and you break free and the rise mm -hmm. of the Phoenix comes, it just goes into like overdrive and it becomes to a whole other level that is just phenomenal. And, uh, you know, I thank that person every day. Not every day, but I thank that person and I thank the the gods for for having that experience because I don't think I'd be where I'm at today without that experience and some other very traumatic experiences in my life. Yes. That's what makes that's what defines you. That's what makes you who you are. It does. 
Yes. Really crazy. So you just got to pull the positive out of something that's negative, right? And, and move forward. <laughs> Everything happens for a reason. So, you know, no matter what it is, it's there. Um, uh, the universe, God puts you, puts that there in front of you to, to figure out what are you going to do? You're going to yeah. fight or flight, right? You're going to run away <laughs> or you're going to fight, you know, and you got to choose to fight most of the time, you know, because mm -hmm. who knows if we would have SRC summit, if that didn't happen. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm not able to help change lives and make, you know, help make the industry better. So I love what I'm doing and I'm glad that, you know, those things happen. It just makes you stronger. As someone who is considering, I'm not, I have not made a final decision or nearly am I close to it. Someone who's considering a conference, public adjuster conference or something like that. What are, you don't have to get into too specific, but what kind of costs are we talking about? Well, how big do you want? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just because you said six figures like nothing. Easy six figures before anybody comes out. I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. Well, well the venue. Can... The venue, yeah. right? It starts at venue. the venue, right? That's the most expensive. Mm -hmm. Well, it depends where you're doing it. So, like, I mean, I've gotten really good with negotiating with hotels over the years. Um, you know, when you look at a hotel, they don't really care about how many thousands of dollars you're spending in food. They want room night. So if you're looking at doing something locally and have a lot of room nights, you got to be careful with what you're going to need to contracts. So um, we can talk a little bit more one-on-one -on -one later with that. No, I just, want all the juice on the podcast, April. It's hard. I, I mean, all it, the juice. It, I mean, a lot of people say if you want to get into seminar business, most people try to do it and they're like, F this is basically what they say because they can make way more money being an expert at what they're doing because there's a lot of risk involved. Right. Um, they get into it like people look and they're like, oh, my gosh, she can charge this much per person. And they try to add it up in their head. They don't understand, like, how much money it costs and how much time you have to market and, you know, build a reputation to where people are like, you know, your top sponsors are like, you know, I can call corporate for some of these people and get right in touch with them like that doesn't happen overnight. Right. <laughs> it takes a lot of time to build that. There's a lot of costs involved and there's a lot of risk. Um, when you get a risk, when you're trying to get hotels, you're a risk with the venue. Look at what happened with COVID being shut down. So, I mean, there's a lot more risk than people see and they get into it and they think, oh, wow, I can make this much money. I can charge this much and blah, blah, blah. And it's not that you, you have to know what you're doing. You have to know the risk. And the conferences, do you have any other businesses that you currently are, that you're currently involved in? Like you have a contracting business, roofing business or anything like that? Or is it? I is did before, but like, you know, I, I just, you know, I network. I know a lot of people in the industry. So a lot of times I just refer out like, uh, I've been doing more lately is like referring commercial work out to contractors. So Gotcha. Gotcha. So do consulting, that. consulting, marketing, <laughs> and then pretty much the conference that you put on here pretty much. Right. Yeah. So I do my annual conference every January and, um, that, you know, that takes several months to put together. Yeah, no, I can imagine. And what, is it, and what is it that you're looking, what's the future of the, of SRC summit? Where is it? Uh, I like to always ask people what's, uh, what's your three to five year goal from, from today or from this next year? Yeah, I mean, I just keep growing it and bringing more value and, you know, with what's happening in the industry. So like this year you get like, um, there's a lot of the same speakers that go to different conferences. I kind of mentioned a little bit earlier, but I've really focused on people like you can't get right. Like, so my main, my top keynote is general Flynn. Um, I, I love that. You know, he's a huge leader in the industry. Um, I've got Eleanor Pittsman. Uh, she's a say, former. You said general Flynn. Yes. That's awesome. Okay. What was the next yeah. one? 
<laughs> so yeah, I mean, General Flynn, you know, national security for the United States. That took a little bit to get him there. So I'm super excited to have him. Had to call in some favors on that one. <laughs> uh, and then like Eleanor Kitzman, she's a former TDI commissioner and then also one for South Carolina. Now I look at her as a different aspect, a different thing that she can bring to the conference because on another part, like she wrote insurance, right? Like what, why do, why is insurance written the way it's written, right? She's also got another business that we're going to be talking about that's going to help contractors um, in the industry. So we've got David Carlson, the co-founder of Eagle View. I mean, that was a game changer in our industry, right? I mean, I was in the business before there was Eagle View and I remember learning how to measure a roof without a roof. And so now if you don't know what it's like to go back and measure a roof and you can just like order an equal view, right? There's other, there's other things on the market right now too, but that was a huge game changer in our industry. So we have all these different great speakers um, that are bringing something different that you're not going to get at another conference. Uh, Ryan Addis, he basically, you know, he works and he buys different companies, right? He usually doesn't touch anything under 50 million, but if you're looking to grow and to scale your company in order to sell it at some point, he's going to give you the right direction on how to do that. So there's a lot of different speakers that I have this year that you're not going to see anywhere else. Um, you know, I've got my women's panel. I'm very big on um, is bringing more women in the industry. I'm excited about that. Um, so it's a little bit different. I mean, the venue is absolutely amazing. It's Toyota Music Factory, the pavilion. If you've seen the pictures of it, it's I mean, it's a concert place like that's where they host concerts. So it's got the, the huge stage, the lighting, the sound, the projectors like it is amazing. The venue is top notch. So that's the main event with all the keynotes, panels. Um, you know, the vendors, uh, it's not really set up to like a typical conference, right? So, you know, how I have like breakouts, workshop sessions and stuff like that. We'll be at, on Fridays for VIP only. We'll be at the Irving Convention Center. Everything is really close. It's all walking distance. And we're doing all the breakouts, workshops there Friday and followed by like a welcome mixer Saturday, Sunday is the main event. So nice. it's different this year. I'm super excited about it. You're not going to see these speakers at other conferences. You know, we'll have a couple crossover like with the panels, but it's it's a new fresh event. That's awesome. Yeah, I, like I said, I think it's a great event. I've been to the event before. Anybody who's even thinking about going, you need to go to this SRC Summit. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. You could meet April. Uh, April, what is, besides this, What's, what's, what's April doing? What is April Hall doing from February to the following January? What is it? What's, what's going on in April Hall's life? Come on, let's go. Give, well, me, give, I, me, give me some of the juice. I expect to go to the beach for at least a week after the SRC is done. <laughs> just chill, relax. Okay. Uh, it's a lot to pull off something like this. And I like just do then, a little bit of break. Um, I do different things throughout the year. I usually do like an overhead and profit seminar. I'll do something. Um, it, it just depends. Like sometimes there's different things that come up throughout the year. And I was like, okay, this needs to be addressed. Let's bring a couple of different speakers in. Let's have a half day event and let's follow it up with, you know, a fun mixer. So there's something going on every, you know, few months. Right. <laughs> all right. All right. So it's mainly, you know, you got this, the conference thing and that's, that's your goal. And your goal is to always provide value, but is there, is there, do you see it going anywhere else? Uh, is, is, do you see it at all? Like in the five, 10 years, do you see something like just, 
I don't know. What do you What do you think? Where, where, where do you think it's going to go? Where, where, I know it's, you're going to provide value. I know you're doing whatever you can to to help yeah. the industry. But as a conference itself, is there anything like? Are we going to have like some uh, Tony Robbins thing where there's going to be like just thousands of TVs behind them and like everybody's there <laughs> live at the event and like is it going to be something like that? Have you seen? Have you had this vision? You are obviously a visionary. You know where Where do you see this thing? Um, okay, well, this year we have something different. We started this year and moved forward. Um, the last night, Sunday night, we are throwing a concert. And so that's just going to be like, you know, hey, let's stick around because concerts are something, hey, I want to go there to learn, but also want to network. So it's just another opportunity to hang out, get to, you know, see more people. And you know what? We're going to have a concert. It's going to be fun. Um, future, I think a lot more will have, I know like my contractors, people love to be in person. You can't replicate you know, making relationships, you know, it's harder to do this, you know, one-on-one with Zoom. You have an opportunity to make those relationships and establish just, you know, business contacts when you're in person. So people love that. Um, future, I think maybe we'll see a little bit, you know, half and half or people will be watching it online and live stream and also being at the conference. I mean, I don't know what the future holds. I just know it's going to be changing pretty quick. So. <laughs> But I mean, I've been doing this for a long time. I just expect to keep doing it, grow it, you know, bring value, stay on top of what's happening in the industry. You know, I don't want anybody to get in trouble. So we always, you know, want to stay on top of law and bring everybody together. You know, I want them to learn. I want it to network. I want them to have fun. I mean, it's, it's about having fun too. I mean, I think that's pretty important. we got to have fun in our industry. Uh, there's, uh, I think, an issue, I think, that a lot of contractors, public adjusters as well is stress. There's a lot of stress that's going on in this industry. So I think it's a good opportunity to definitely network, meet some other people and, uh, and, and have some fun. What was the other book that you wrote? You said life defining moments. And there was another one. It is this was actually the first one. It's number four. Amazon. Um, it's rest. If you must, but don't you quit. Rest if you must, but don't you quit. And what was the idea behind that? Well, it's motivational, basically like, so like quitting, don't give up, right? <laughs> I also wrote that one kind of, it was when I was going through a divorce. So there was, I had signed on to do it. And then there was a certain part at which I was like, you know what? I don't know if I even want to do this, but I'm like, dang it, that's the title of the book, right? So it, it just, you know, everything, when you stick to something and you fight, like life is hard, right? We all go through our ups and downs, but you don't quit, right? You just keep going forward. So really that's what it's about. Yeah. I tell people I have top 10 mistakes, uh, YouTube video for public adjusters, top 10 mistakes, uh, public adjusters make. And one of them is, uh, not putting a good estimate together or not taking photos or not doing whatever, whatever. It's like, you know, typical mistakes that anybody would make. And then the number one mistake that public adjusters make is quit. Right. Because it's so <laughs> difficult. Our industry, it's just between finding the claims to fighting with the insurance company and getting the claim settled it's, it's a grind. And if you don't have like a side job or a lot of money saved up when you start off in this industry, I mean, you're not making any money for probably six months and your first year, you're not going to make that much. And your second year and your third year and your fourth year, yeah. and it takes time and you have to just keep going. And I told people, uh, the number one mistake that public adjusters make is quitting. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> what is, I am also interested in writing a book. What is the process like of writing a book? Um, I mean, really putting all your thoughts together, <laughs> best way to do it. It's daunting, isn't it? 
it's just, you, you can't think of it as like the big picture. You got to do some steps, right? So you want to kind of outline if it's like, it's a big book and it's chapters. You want to think about what's the main goal, what's the vision of it and outline it from beginning to end, you know, put it in bullet points of chapters of like different ones you want to discuss. It's been a while since I did this, but it's a process, right? Um, it's good to know the right people too. Like Kyle Wilson, he's a buddy of mine. That, that was like one of the books. He does all the publishing and stuff. He's published a ton of stuff for Jim Rohn. So I didn't have to deal with that stuff. Um, I mean, I can put you in touch with the right people. But right, right. Doing it on your own is, would be very daunting. I'd be like, oh my gosh, where do I start? Um, but knowing the right people to help you establish that, to push it through, um, is huge. So know the right people, start with the, outli- <laughs> start with the outline of the chapters, and then take it from there, and then start writing inside of each chapter. Yes. So you got to find people who, and if you're doing it on your own, you got to find the right people who are going to print it for the right price, um, market it, et cetera. So there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> you know what you need to do is you need to write a book about how to put on a conference. Hmm. Or do that. Even, <laughs> even better, you can create a course on how to put on a conference. That's an idea. <laughs> I guarantee you there's probably a lot of information and a lot of details and things that you know, all the ins and outs and inner workings of, I mean, what'd you say? How long it take? How long, how long does it take you to put this thing together? You probably start as soon as two weeks after the beach, right? I'm sure you're starting on the next one pretty much. I'm already. kind of thinking about it. It's, well, it's not that long, but you know, it takes several months. I mean, cause you have to find the perfect venue, um, putting everybody together, the speakers, uh, the negotiating stuff, make sure you have the right prices. I mean, there's just from A to Z, I could, I could write a book on it. It's, it's a lot of work. And I think most people, if they were to look at it, they'd be like, nope, I don't want to touch it. <laughs> Is there any money in it? Oh yeah. Well, okay. that's what I do for a living. So yes, but you got to know how to do it the right way. Um, I think if you don't know what you're doing, you could probably, and if you don't have a lot of money to play with, if you were to try to start a conference, you could go bankrupt right away. Oof. And that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, you should write, you should do a course or you should write a book from A to Z and the steps to putting a successful conference together. That would be pretty, that you could probably sell that at your conference and then you could sell it anywhere else. And then that's how you get into the whole social media stuff. What are you doing in regards for in promotion, social media and stuff like that besides coming on this amazing podcast? Oh, there's always social media posts, right? Um, there's all email stuff, the sponsors, the speakers push push stuff out. So um, there's just a lot of work. There's a lot of talk about it. And so it all comes together and it's it's great. I'm excited for it. Like, this is going to be the best one ever. Yeah, I'm sure you say that every year. It just keeps getting better. So that's honest truth. Right, <laughs> Bigger right, and better right. every year. More value, um, oh. great people. Exactly. Well, I think it's going to be an amazing event. Uh, is there anything that you want to share uh, with the audience in regards to the summit besides what you've already shared already that you that 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 the everybody must know uh, besides the date, which you're more than welcome to obviously say the date. But what is it? What is it that people cannot miss about this SRC summit that they must go? And this is the only place that they're going to get this. Well, yeah, if you want to set yourself up for success, I mean, it's the first real conference of the quarter. And so it's a great time for you to get back, you know, right after 
after, you know, we have our new years. It's like, Hey, let's look at our first quarter. Let's look at our second quarter. Who do I want to meet? Right. Cause we're going to bring some great people and meet. What other vendors am I looking for to add somebody to my business? What can I learn from the speakers? Who can I network with? I mean, that's right in the first quarter here. Dallas is a major, you know, headquarters. Um, the Toyota Music Factory is like 10 minutes from DFW International. I've got all the hotels there. Great group rates. Um, I mean, I think my, my most expensive hotel is $158 per night. Wow. Um, most, most conferences, especially when you get over to like, you know, holiday weekends, like Valentine's and stuff, you're going to get like triple prices, stuff like that. Um, I've always been very good at negotiating hotels and getting the best prices for my attendees um, and creating a great experience. So, um, you know, if you're looking at it, it's like, how do you want to set yourself up for business? I mean, we answer a lot of the questions that are asked in the industry. You're going to be great people there. It brings like-minded people in from all over the place. So um, it's a once-a-year event. So, I mean, it's just like, I would say, you know, take the time, take your investment and come for a couple of days. Um, I always hear from attendees and vendors that it's such a high ROI event and they would have felt bad if they missed it. <laughs> okay. So when is the event? Where is the event? Let's get specific. Where can they find more information and where yes. can they purchase their tickets? Where can they do everything that needs to be done to make sure that they are there to meet you and meet everyone else? Yeah, January 21st to 23rd, 2022, um, Irving, Texas, so the Toyota Music Factory is the main event, which is the 22nd and the 23rd. That's where you'll see all the top keynotes, the main stage speakers, uh, the panels, the vendors. January 21st is for VIP only. So that's Irving Convention Center. Everything's right there. It's all walking distance. And we're going to be doing some specialized breakouts, some workshops, followed by a welcome mixer. Um, so yeah, go to srcsummit.com. You also find me like on Instagram, April M underscore hall. Also Facebook, April M underscore hall. Um, Instagram at IR, SRC Summit. And then Facebook, Storm Consultants LLC. And yeah, so we'll have a lot of information there and straight to the website has all the prices. You know, there's general mission, there's VIP, there's VIP platinum. So if you want to meet the top keynote speakers, you pick VIP platinum and that is very limited. Gotcha. Gotcha. There is more information that we're going to leave in the description of this video, in the description uh, in Instagram when we put this on. So if anybody wants any more information, just click below. You can get more information there or you can go ahead and message uh, April and check out the website. And I hope to be there. Um, I'm a little complicated because I got a newborn coming. So I'm not sure, but I hope I do hope to be there because I truly, truly enjoyed the conference last year. I don't okay. want to miss it. And I would strongly recommend anybody who's uh, listening to this podcast or knows April or knows of the SRC Summit that they should definitely go. So April, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate you taking the time to be on and I hope to see you soon. Yeah, I hope to see you too. Congratulations on your newborn. That's exciting. I know, I know. It's my first one. It's my first one. Oh, so. wow. When, so when's the due date? March 3rd. All right. Yeah, but she's out to here already, April. It's like, yeah. ooh, I think it's... Uh, it could be earlier. It probably could be earlier. <laughs> I think it's probably going to be earlier. We have the baby shower next week. That should be fun. And then uh, we've got, like, the, here's a great thing about online and social media, right? I've got packages coming in. So I'm, yeah. I I live in Tampa. I'm originally from Miami. So we're doing it where all our friends and family are in Miami. And everybody's like, well, you better bring a big, a big truck because everybody's going to be, you know, you're going to have to take everything back. And I'm like, no, everything's online. So everybody just ships everything directly to my house. And we've got boxes upon boxes of all the baby stuff. And I don't have to spend money on nothing. It's great. That's perfect. It's beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> Wonderful. So, all right, April. Well, thank you so congratulations. much. Congratulations. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to hopefully seeing you at SRC Summit. 
Yes, yes. And I will be posting this, mm, yeah, next week. Well, let's close it out. So thank you again, April. We'll see you at SRC Summit.